Um, when I was trapping with Dad, we got those. Oh. I think it's two and two. Uh, they were left in my childhood home in my... Well, you've been in the childhood mm-hmm. home. Um, upstairs by a window. So the sun kind of came in and bleached them a little bit. Mm. So they went from kind of deep brown to more uh, like Arctic fox looking thing. But yeah, tanned hides and then bleached hides. But, <laughs> yeah, those are some... Those are some moments. We had a trap line of, I don't know, 15, 20 traps, something like that. But that was just cold misery that I had never, it was horrible. Uh, you do a lot of backpacking with your dad growing up. Yeah, a lot. Well, a couple times a year. Yeah. Uh-huh. What was some of the stuff you did in California that was kind of stood out? Well, he just wants to go. He just wants to go outside all the time and do stuff all the time. So whether that's, you know, going skiing, uh, that type of thing, and uh, fishing, hiking, but yeah, backpacking. So he had this dream at one point of uh, to go doing the whole John Muir Trail, mm. but not doing it all at once, but just kind of chipping away at it. I think I was six years old when he first started taking us, and my brother's three years older, so six and nine. And he had these little kid packs, <laughs> you know, and and we had all our stuff, and and we'd you know take all our own food, and and he would you know I think shoulder most of the group gear, but we would we distribute some stuff for sure, for sure, mm. you know. He made sure we knew that. Okay, now let's, you know, we're all doing this together. So, and uh, we would, we'd go out and do, you know, over the course of five days, knock off 30 miles. Nice. On John Muir Trail. Uh, one trip in particular. And so I don't know how many years we did that during the summer, but we did that for a number of years, you know, three, four or five years. Um, uh, one year, I remember uh, the, the, the leg we were doing, the 30 mile kind of stretch we were doing. I remember uh, seeing bears Every single night. It wasn't just, and you know how it is, you know, California and especially kind of in Yosemite, uh, they just want your food. They're not really interested yeah. in anything else. But so there's some spots where they know there's bears. And so there's, you know, you have to hang your food or now it's all bear canisters. But at this yeah. time, bear canisters, they're just, it was, that was like the new thing on the street. Like people were just kind the of new trying tech. them out. Yeah, the new tech. Uh, and so, you know, it's kind of people weren't so sure about trusting these things or not. Or, or also, if you know what you're doing, hanging your food's not a big deal, right? Yeah. So I remember we get to uh, one spot and they actually had cables, right? Because people sometimes wouldn't find the right tree or the trees don't have branches, you know, that are uh, long enough and sturdy enough, but still skinny enough, mm-hmm. right? And so they had cables out between the trees to hang your food from. And it was dusk and we were like setting up getting ready to hang the food and like there's a bear hanging out you know not that far away so we you know throw rocks and get out of here bear bang behind yeah. pots of pans and we we're at, around this lake well about 45 minutes later we hear you know not on the other side of the lake but kind of on the way around ah bang 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 <laughs> crash crash <laughs> crash crash <laughs> and then sure enough about 45 minutes later we've been here you know it's like a clock right so now it's like uh, if we're at midnight right now, it's three at uh, three o'clock. We hear ah, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> the water, the sound travels over water. Yeah, and that was all night long. About every every forty five minutes, and then so you knew it was coming. Yeah, you know, all of a sudden you hear the nine or ten o'clock. Uh, people banging pots and pans. You know, you might be next. And so, yeah. <laughs> um, it did actually start carrying away my friend David's backpack, and I got a hold of it, was dragging it away right in front hmm. of our tent. Ah, so we're like, man, what'd you do? What, what'd you not take out? What'd you leave in there? 
Like, nothing, man. There's no food. We go, scented toilet paper is the only thing we oh, came really? up with. There's nothing else in there that had any Something sort of weird. smell or anything. Huh. Yeah, and so that was what we came up with. And that same trip, one more fun one, is we're at a place. And this place, there weren't a lot of trees. Um, it was pretty high elevation and stuff. And, and so they actually had a bare pole. Hmm. So you just put this aluminum pole up that has some hooks around the top. And then there's a pole on the ground you can kind of use to put your stuff up there. So we knew it was there. And so we're, you know, we're uh, camping by it. Well, on the way to there, just down the hill, we see this guy and he's got his tent set up and he's got his food hung, but it's entirely wrong. You know, like he's got the string going over a branch and it's tied off to the to the trunk of the tree. And these these bears in this area, they're you know, they they'll just bink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pull that thing down. Yeah. So we were like, ah oh, man, okay, well we'll you we'll, know, we'll see. Whatever. And uh we didn't sleep in tents. We just kinda sleep out on tarps most of the time. And anyway, all of a sudden, middle of the night, we wake up to this flashlight and this guy huffing and puffing. Ah, ah, hey, can I stay you know, up here with you guys the rest? And he's got a sleeping bag in one hand and a pocket knife in the other. He's like, yeah, you know, bear into my tent, you know. And uh, so I just got my pocket knife, slid, a, slid up the other side of it and grabbed my sleeping oh. bag, got out of there. <laughs> and, and so we're like, yeah, sure, whatever. So he, anyway, in the mornings, he offered if he wanted a tent, had three doors. The one it came with, the one the bear made, and the one he made on his way out the other side. And he swears up and down, oh, didn't have man. any food in there. Uh, he's like, you know, the corner the bear kind of went after, I had some like some heart medication. So maybe the bear mm. has high blood pressure or something. Maybe, needed maybe. Some, needed some statins. Yeah, I was getting it. And so, uh, so and, and the guy, it got all the guy's food also. Hmm. You know, he, he broke the string and, and got the food down. And so... We, uh, the guy was supposed to have like two more days out. So I guess you're hiking fast. So we just gave him some power bars and pat on the butt and sent him on his way. You you know, go. go, go get him, you know? Uh, so that, that type of stuff's kind of fun. Yeah. You know? Is there anything that like kind of worries you? Cause if you're not used to that stuff, you had a lot of experiences when you were a kid. So you come up to Alaska too. You understand that it's more wild than that, but there's still this, this respect, but also knowledge that you have based on previous experiences. So is there anything that kind of. I don't know, it makes you worried or I don't wouldn't say nervous, but that you're uh not so much with wild animals. Um, you know, I'm not like uh you know, I don't want to be real close to a yeah. bear necessarily. Um, but I know that they don't really give a give a hoot about us. That's not their goal, that's not what they're not they're yeah. doing, right? Um it's more of, you know, most of my backpacking, hiking kind of experiences are either on trail, on trails. Um, or a little bit of bushwhacking, but it's kind of nothing, you know, not like for mm-hmm. extended distances. Yeah. So I guess if I were to say what's one thing that, that uh, makes me nervous or that's uh, uncertainty, right, is just, you know, the, the more more of the kind of off trail going through, you know, the footing's a little different. And, yeah. Um, and so that's just something I don't have as much experience with. Mm-hmm. But it's also what's exciting, right? Yeah. And yeah. do, do new stuff. When you add brown bears and grizzly bears to the program, that becomes a whole different thing. And camping in the interior, it was like, okay, these are brown bears, a little different. Shortly after Abby and I returned from the interior last month, um, a, uh, a brown bear murdered a, a moose calf. Mm-hmm. Like in, at a campsite. So like people oh. were in the campsite and like drug it across the asphalt and like full on thing. And they closed down only like part of the campsite, I guess. So like you couldn't go to like spot 37, you know, it's like <laughs> closed down because there was a bear around and murdered a, murdered a, a, a moose. But, um, yeah, it, you, but, you but take like, your experiences yeah. and you, 
you know that's a little bit different, but you just you keep keep awareness. It's not a it's not uh, to be scared does not mean that you don't respect them. It right. just means that all right, I'm I'm not scared. I'm confident in the abilities. I'm confident that I know what to do. That's going to be applicable across all wildlife. Sure. Yeah, like leave alone. Yeah, and then also know that sometimes that's impossible. Sometimes huh. like you're doing everything right, but it just one of those times it coincides. You happen to be on a trail and you happen to accidentally be in in a spot where the sow doesn't smell you and then all of a sudden something's going on but well the thing about that you know brown bear moose story is that's what he's supposed to be doing yeah right like if he attacked and you know killed a person maybe you shut down you know spot 37 and 36 and 38 yeah yeah give give him a little space there a little buffer room you know but a moose i mean that's kind of that's that's his that's his job that's That's the thing that's his thing that's the wild, yeah. I think they shut. It was jealousy, so why they shut down the spots, you know. Yeah, because uh, they're unable to hunt at that time. So yeah. the fact that the grizzly bear just didn't adhere to the rules, state regulations, mm, insubordinate. Know? Yeah. So um, you are a craver of new experiences, and now mm-hmm. you're up here to do a hunt. What no. um, What's kind of been going through your head about the hunt? Is there something that stands out as the experience, the hike up, the the camping part, the shooting part? What's uh, standing out? Well, I think. Uh, well, so far, uh, mostly the shooting part because uh, nothing else. I mean, there's the hike up and stuff, but everything after that um, doesn't matter unless unless you shoot the deer, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm where I'm at now. I'm maybe falsely, but relatively confident in my abilities to shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, I've talked about as a kid and stuff, and we didn't. I never we didn't go hunting, but just done a lot of shooting. You know, kind of. Um, over my life so i understand guns and mm-hmm. and sight and that you know i understand how it works so i feel pretty good about that um but i also am fully aware that you know when the time comes and we see a buck and it's like all right it's not that i'm gonna be nervous to shoot it like nervous to shoot the deer mm-hmm. it's there but there's i'm you know certain there's going to be like okay don't mess this up yeah right like and also <laughs> there's a there's a there's a clock ticking yeah right like you want to get set and you want to Take your time and be set, but you also like. I mean, it, it could just walk away, mm-hmm. so like probably should like, you know, yeah. move with purpose. <laughs> it's the <laughs> right? old uh, uh, hurry up and you know hurry go up and wait or, go fast, but don't be in a rush or those sort of things. It's like sense of urgency, but not too much where you get out of yeah out of whack. Well, and that's you know that it's funny you know with my all the fitness stuff like that's the that's the entire goal of uh, like high intensity exercise and like CrossFit specifically. In fact, that's one of my favorite things is Greg Glassman was the the founder of CrossFit. And that was a quote from him as he was saying. I saw in a speech one time he told someone he said, "I'm going to tell you to move so fast you miss the keys." And then I'm going to tell you to stop missing the fucking keys. <laughs> right. And yeah. that's, I'm going to tell you type that. I'm telling you type mm-hmm. so fast to miss the keys. I'm going to tell you. Right. And it's like, yeah, like I, I get that. Like yeah. I can wrap my head around that. That makes sense. It's such a, a great analogy because you can, you know, you get yeah. it. Whether that means playing piano or typing on a keyboard, like, okay, go so fast to you miss them and then stop, stop miss. And that's, yeah. and that's really, you know, when you're, I mean, same thing. If you're running a, a 5k, it's the same thing, right? You want to mm. run faster than you're comfortable doing, but don't let your technique just completely fall to the wayside or you're going to be totally exhausted mm-hmm. earlier than you should be. And, 
you know, same thing with lifting weights, right? If you're doing heavy back squats, you want to, okay, keep increasing the weight until your form starts to degrade and then don't let your form degrade. Like yeah. focus, then that's, that's what your focus should be. And that's ultimately going to get you heavier weights. And so mm-hmm. it's, um, so I, I like that concept. I'm familiar with the, with the, yeah. the concept and, and all that. Uh, other things I'm excited about is, uh, after, um, shooting is, you know, just also the, uh, the whole prepping it to pack out and stuff, right. Just mm-hmm. as far as, you know, any processing we do there on the, on the mountain, um, cutting it up, just doing that, just the whole, the whole experience, just mm-hmm. doing things that I've, I, you know, it's not what you don't know. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's the things that you don't even know that you don't know. Yeah. Like there's so much about the experience that I just have no clue that I'm, <laughs> that I'm an idiot about yeah. right? <laughs> that I'm oblivious to what's, what's appealing about that because that can be a sense or, or create a sense of fear or anxiety because you, it's so foreign, you know, like some 18 year olds, when you're going to college for some kids, it's, they're terrified to leave town or to leave home. Whereas other kids, I can't wait for this. I don't even know what it's going to be like, but I just want to go and do it. Right. And they take that same sort of thing across their life in general. This is a new adventure. I don't know anything. And I'm totally cool with that. So how do you, do you think that's always kind of been you or is it uh, something you've grown or what? I've, I've always liked doing different things and trying different things. One thing that definitely helps, there's a, the comfort side of things, like we're going together, like going to someone who's done it, I like. And I also like going with someone who's done it, but isn't a guide mm. by trade, mm-hmm. right? Because I want the I want the full experience, but I want the real experience. Yeah. Okay, you know, chaos, I was, potentially. I was in New Orleans, and we go on a swamp tour, and they're like, oh, there's wild boar out here. So we go to find the wild boar. And they're throwing marshmallows to them. And I'm like, well, the, there's, of course there's wild boar here because yeah. you come out and you throw marshmallows to them from these, from these boats, <laughs> yeah. you know, eight times a day, you know? And, uh, and so that wasn't really the authentic wild-ish uh, boar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. these are pets at this point. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's not really the authentic swamp experience, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, and I think that anytime you're hiring a guide, there's an element of that. Mm-hmm. It's impossible for them not to be because they have their things they do and their spots they go and mm-hmm. they're, you know, whatever. Right. Um, uh, so even though you've, you know, been where we're going to go, you've been there before and hunted there before and all that type of stuff. It's still different because mm-hmm. it's, you know, like you're going out to hunt also. And if I wasn't here this weekend, you would still be there. Yeah. Like you'd probably be doing the exact same spot, the exact same thing if I was with you or not. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the only difference is you just have to wait to be the second person to shoot now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ho- hopefully things go right. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, so that's, that's, that's appealing is to, I always like that. I always want to, when I travel also even to the cities, um, where am I going to eat? You know, I, there's something you said for checking on Yelp and reading some reviews and stuff. But what I don't do is I don't go to TripAdvisor and see what, what the, what restaurants are paying to be at mm. the top of the rankings. Right. I talked to locals. I was in, um, Cleveland and, uh, at the bartender at the top of the hotel, you know, I'm like, Hey, what's going on? What do I need to do? I'm only here like one more day. What do I need to do before I go? Before we go, and he's like, "There's a great art museum in town. People have no idea how good it is. And actually, Friday nights there's a DJ and they have mm. drinks and all this. 
And I was like, when? He's like, oh, right now. I'm like, oh, I got to go. But I would have never heard about yeah. that or never saw that or that, you know, like that type of thing or or where do I go to eat or what, you know, who has the best cocktails in town or where's the best, you know, these, these types of things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's getting the, the, doing it like a local, right? Yeah. Um, I want to go to a town and I want to walk around downtown and figure it out and discover it and just kind of what was it like to live here? Mm-hmm. What is it like to do this experience? Not a contrived you know, set up skit. Yeah. But, um, the actual, what is it actually like to yeah. live here and have these experiences? Yeah. You can, uh, and nothing against, uh, guides or people who provide yeah, the opportunity hundred sure. percent. Sure. And that's, you know, it's, but there is that difference when you're paying for the experience. This person who's done this a whole bunch of time has all that inside knowledge. And the expectation is that it's just going to happen, especially if you're paying a whole lot of money, like you kind of expect it, you know, it's big game hunting up here. We're, you could be paying fifteen to thirty, forty-five thousand dollars for the opportunity to shoot this animal. Right. So there's kind of this, you know, if, if I'm paying you this much money, then something needs to happen. Whereas right. um, you were hoping something happens, but yeah, I mean, who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's funny, but you know, like the whatever. It's called hunting. Like we're going hunting. We're not going yeah. killing. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Now we may be. The plan is, and yeah. I'm 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 confident, and I, uh, I'm I'm uh, an eternal optimist. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, which is always frustrating when people are like, ah, oh, you know, we'll see. Uh, it's like, well, hold on. Like, you know, I think it's smart to. I fully understand. There's a possibility mm-hmm. that nothing that we don't see something or don't get a shot or whatever or just miss or something but i don't plan on that happening i plan on we're gonna get up there we're gonna see something might see a couple and you kind of in and i'm gonna shoot one yeah like that's that's the that's the plan yeah and if it doesn't happen that's that's okay i'm not gonna you know i understand that's a possibility but i'm i'm also never going to go into something like this being like ah you know huh we'll see like fingers (laughs) crossed you know it's like i like i like to put it out there you know uh, if you Put it out in the universe. This is what this is the plan. This is what we're gonna go do, and uh, I think that's the the better way to live anyway. Yeah. What's been your attitude toward hunting, like kind of throughout your life? Something that you know it existed because I didn't hunt here growing up. I just fished all the time because of cross country and basketball seasons that were uh, that was August and that was September. Every weekend we were doing stuff like that, and uh, I spent every time I could at the river. So didn't didn't hunt growing up. Knew it existed. Had no problem with it, but just didn't happen and now i just absolutely love it yeah uh so what was kind of your attitude toward hunting up until this point well you know california it's uh there is definitely hunting but you know it's it's uh there's the zones and the whole thing and like we didn't go hunting but we did spend a lot of time again camping backpacking you know that type of stuff so you know i never was against it or opposed to it or whatever it was just we just wasn't something we did mm-hmm. but i had friends who maybe who maybe hunted a little bit or their fought their parents did um actually my best friend when i was a my childhood best friend his dad you know hunted and i was a hunter and and so i you know i knew people that did um but it wasn't something we did so yeah. i just kind of didn't think too much of it after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers If we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce 
is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. I was hesitant about having to get a new phone and a new phone number, but with Mint, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone and your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or for a family, and at Mint, families start at two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and to get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com/waypoint. That is mintmobile.com/waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. And then, you know, later in life, as an adult, you meet the people who go hunting, but it's really, they're just going camping, right? Yeah. Like they're just going and camping in their trailer and you know they go for a hike every day with a gun, mm-hmm. but they really essentially have no intentions of seeing something. Yeah, or, it's like, deer camp or the population. I know that when I drew, I think it was D three through five or something like that, there was so many tens of thousands of tags and only, you know, a 6% success rate because there were a people who were just doing that, who was just deer camp. It was just a weekend with the buddies and that's fine. Yeah. And there's also the population was so low and so much private land. It was very difficult to even get one. Right. Yeah. It's that's, that's the, that's the catch, right? It's like, you know, yes, there is hunting in California, you know, in the Hills, but it's, it's, it is, it is truly a lot more, uh, it's it's going hiking with a gun most mm-hmm. of the time, yeah. right? Um, don't even see anything most of the yeah. time. Yeah. So unless you draw the good units, if right. those if you're really into it and you're getting those X units or whatnot, but yet in, to, in order to make that that jump, you have to have someone show you. It's tough to be curious about hunting. Okay, I'm going to hunt without anybody really showing you. And then why is this X area better than D three or D four? And why would a deer live there, but not here? And what do these numbers mean? And what's, what's a migration pattern, corridor, everything like that? What are their habits? I mean, that's a lot of stuff to try to learn by yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And especially in, in, uh, in areas where it is more difficult, where there is a lower population of deer and a higher population of people, right? Like that's the, that's the whole, that's the whole thing. Yeah. So are you most excited for. Like what particular part of it? Do you want the, like, have you thought thought about, okay, so you thought about that moment when you are are lining up with the animal and and you want to feel the the pulse and all that? Yeah, I am excited to see it and then see it through the scopes and then see it fall. (laughs) Like, that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. You know? Uh, the, you know, I, I like doing stuff outside. I think the, the hike in is going to be great. You know, um, you've done all that I've done, you know, yeah, I haven't slept in a tent in a long time, but I've spent so many nights in sleeping bags. And yeah. like I said, we actually, we didn't really use tents that much. Um, when I was with my dad, um, that was extra weight, man. Just take a tarp. And then <laughs> if it rains, we'll just put another tarp by our feet. We'll just kind of pull it up over our heads, you know, yeah, there you <laughs> that go. Was, but, uh, you know, with like scouts, anyway, we've done some tent stuff, but, um, 
anyway, yeah. So it's it's that'll be fun. That'll mm-hmm. be great. You know, and it's obviously different. It's so beautiful out here. It's yeah. on the when we we're out on the boat earlier. I kept kept catching myself looking over like, oh man, like this is like. <laughs> really pretty like it's yeah. beautiful out here yeah it was a it was a struggle uh you know what i really struggled with was keeping my phone in my pocket to take pictures with because i'd pull it out and be like oh man i've got to because you know when I, like again my kids are a little older now they're six and ten they ask a little more maybe want to see a little more a little mm-hmm. more understanding of this type of stuff so i want to get some pictures and stuff not just for me but also you know i'm like they're gonna be asking i kind of want to show them like they'll yeah and so yeah, it's like, oh, man. So I take my phone out and get a picture, and I put it away. And then I look the other direction, and I find myself unzipping the pocket again. <laughs> and then I'm like, nah, man, just chill. It's fine. Like, yeah. it's, you don't, uh, you know the picture's not going to do it any justice anyway. Yeah. Um, you already got one. Uh, let's just not take this one. Maybe yeah. we'll do the next one. And and uh, anyway, I, I still probably took more either little two-second videos or, or pictures than uh, necessary. But I also actually refrained probably two thirds of the time. Yeah. Right. The cool thing about today was that there was a, a little edge to the day. It wasn't one of those beautiful flat calm days where it's blue skies. You can see the mountains. It's pretty interesting when there's waves and there's conflict and there's, you know, like, well, not like human conflict, right. but, uh, you know, making those turns was a little bit difficult. And then, you know, learn to do uh, new stuff and then whether or not you're going to get the fish in and all those sort of things, it makes it, uh, if you just have a beautiful day and you catch all the fish, everything goes perfectly. That's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Then you've had those days up here before mm-hmm. catching Kings and whatnot. Um, but yeah, those days with the edge where that were smaller boat and threatening weather and low ceiling and clouds and then fog and then waves and, and all that, it, it, it's definitely a cool experience. Yeah. What you're describing is fun. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and also as you, you even said it, like, this is the Alaska I know, mm-hmm. you know, like for the wedding, we came up here and it was beautiful blue skies and, you know, hot and the, it's funny, you know, my wife and the other girls too, they're like, Oh, you guys talk about all the rain. This is gorgeous. <laughs> like, I, like I'm getting burnt, sunburnt. And I'm like, Oh man, like the first time it was July too. It's not like it was, you know, spring or something, but mm-hmm. came for 10 days. And for the first seven water fell from the sky nonstop. Yeah. Right. And like, that's, that's normal. It wasn't until like, it was like the eighth day and we're like, wait a minute, like, how come nothing's falling on us? You know, I was yeah. like, so, so confused. Um, and so this is what I, now you say it's been beautiful. I, for the past few weeks and I obviously believe you, but, um, so it wasn't, you know, I didn't feel like there's so much of an edge because I don't really know much different, mm-hmm. but, uh, I will say for sure. Also you're reeling, reeling one in and standing up in the boat, reeling one in, and then you kind of get rolled broadside a little yeah. bit, and kind of like, all right, hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's got those shocks moving a little bit, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. you know, like the edge of the boat, like my leg, kind of pushing the, pushing my the side of my shin into the side yeah. of the boat to kind of steady myself there, so I could, mm-hmm. um, you know, try not to lose this fish that we ended up not wanting anyway. Yeah, um, but, <laughs> but it was great, and I like. Yeah, I like learning new stuff and doing new things. And, you know, the best part about doing new stuff and they're so bad at is like the the learning curve. You get that juicy part of the learning curve, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, first this morning, first one we had on, made a mistake. And then, okay, got it. Like, <laughs> didn't didn't do it again, you know. Yeah. That was the, um, well, that, yeah, that goes back to the, the thing, too. There's you try to prepare someone, but then like, how can you compare or prepare them for everything you can't? It's like, well, in, well, in theory versus practice. Yeah. Right? Like, it's even if you say, okay, okay, make sure that we, you know, like, don't pull it up too much. And when it gets close, just kind of, 
you know, and it's like, okay, yeah, I got it, got yeah. it. And then when it's happening, like you instinctually go to do the thing that seems like the thing to do, and then it's like you have to override. Yeah, you, that sometimes be like, oh no, that's the, in this situation I'm supposed to do this, and then yeah. like try to focus on doing it, and and I think that's great. I mean, even like the dry firing down there was mm-hmm. great. Just like, oh hey, get closer, make sure there's not a, a frame around it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh cool, got it. Like yeah. that's a that little lesson. I'll definitely remember that. Yeah. And, and do that, you know. And that won't be the issue. There's going to be some issue. It's going to be something well, I'm not, totally, well, I always see it through totally there. different. Yeah, yeah. When, that's okay. Uh, yeah, when uh, Brennan and and um, Brennan Kohler mm-hmm. and uh, Chewy were up here a couple of years ago, I got them set with like the trolling stuff. Here's what we do. Here's this. Here's this. Here's this. I'm like, I think they're good to go. I think we're I think we're all set. Keep it out of the prop. Um, hooked a nice king salmon, and I didn't tell Brennan what to do if it ran right out of when when if it ran right at us and went under the boat. And so he kept the rod out. And because the fish was powerful and went directly underneath the boat, him by keeping the rod right out, it just bent in half and snapped in two spots. Uh. We ended up getting the fish in, um, which was awesome. It was a nice, probably 30, 32 pounder. Yeah. But um, it was just one of those. Yeah. I, that, that happens sometimes, but I didn't tell you. you there was, I, yeah. I could, I could have added another chapter to the things to be aware of, but then <laughs> but you then, overwhelm people with yeah, so then, many different things and right. you don't remember anything because right. there's 15, 20 different tips and I, I don't know what to focus on, what's important, well, what's not, what's more likely, what's not. Well, you being a teacher, that's something that you're good at also. And so I see it with uh, like at the gym, new coaches, you know, the biggest mistake they make is they give people too much information. You know, they're in there and they say, okay, you know, they're teaching someone to squat or whatever and they give them you know, 17 points of performance, right? <laughs> it's like you're at a, like the certification, you know, and it's like, dude, like they, now they remember zero. Like mm-hmm. they now have nothing, right? Yeah. It's like you, if you're doing squats day, like you get a pick, you can tell them three things, but pick one mm-hmm. that you want to really focus on. And that's it. That's it. That's all you yeah. do. Like, okay, you have them do squats and you, okay, here's what I want you to focus on today. And then you can go around and triage individuals on what they need to do the most. But if in front of the, the whole class you go over 17 things, then then you have a bunch of people yeah. that know nothing. Yeah. That was big with coaching. I know you coach wrestling and I coach basketball is the same thing. Yeah. The keys before every, the game. You're, every you're, technique has three steps. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. No, matter what you're, no matter what you're doing, yeah. three steps, yeah. period. You yeah. know? Per yeah. time you're teaching and whatever. You're yeah. And that, that growth thing, if you work on that, that way you can see some progression in this thing. And it's, it's not that this other thing isn't important. But we just have to focus on this in order to get to that and then build. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just – it's chaos. Yeah. So you're saying like before games? Yeah, yeah, before games. Like drop on the board. Here are 17 offensive things right. to do, <laughs> 17 defensive things. I always kept it simple. It's like number one, play defense yep. all the time. All the time. That is always number one. There's nothing new. And number two is rebound. And then the third thing was something else. It's like focus on, you know, this guy likes to go left. Let's just really pressure this this guy's score. Or let's really focus on fast break. Or let's yeah. really focus on, you know, patience on offense or something like that. But it was always defense, always rebound. And that way it, it we never do this in place of this. Right. And it's our defense is always going to be there. We're always going to be ready. We're always going to be for, doing that for weightlifting, Olympic style weightlifting, like the snatch. It's like such a fast, dynamic movement. The entire thing takes a couple seconds, right? And so, you t- like good coaches understand. You tell athletes, like you get two things. You can you get two thoughts. Period. You get one before you lift, 
and you get one during the lift. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. If you're trying to think of anything else, and again, you could tell the new coaches or less experienced, like, hey, I know, keep your chest up and your knees out. And all. It's like, dude's got nothing. Like, you got to figure out out of everything they're doing wrong. You got to find. You got to figure out what's the one thought they can have before they start that's going to help them, and what's the one thought they can have during it that's going to help mm-hmm. them the most. It's triage. Yeah. You can't fix everything. Like, what's the cue you can give that's going to fix the most amount of stuff? Mm-hmm. And that's what they get, right? Yeah. And I think that's uh, that's definitely something important. Yeah, there's a lot of personal preference um, and personal style, too. There's, like, basic guidelines, same sort of thing with, you know, like shooting. Um, we talked about inputs and the amount of, mm-hmm. like, contact points that you have on the rifle. Those are definitely things that can go wrong. Your left hand can flinch. Your right hand can flinch. It's something else. So the more stable the rifle is, the less input you're putting on it, the fewer mistakes you can make. But then, you know, there's individual styles, preferences, you know, with feet, where exactly you put your, your hands, uh, how much tension, even like the directive of, do you pull the trigger? No, you touch the trigger. You don't want to pull it because that means this. Well, what you think I meant by pull is not what I meant by pull. Right. I mean, touch the trigger, right. which you think means pull. So it's just like, you get caught up in semantics and whatnot, but sometimes what makes the most sense for some people, it's like, okay, I need to, to touch the tri- trigger because I'm pulling on it too much or I'm squeezing or something like that. So certain cues make sense, but a lot of it's just, here's the advice. And once it makes sense, you kind of have that moment. Oh, that's what you mean by that. And that can be a, uh, interesting thing. Like with uh, wakeboarding, when they say just pop up, like, yeah. what, what does that mean? I can't <laughs> just pop up. I just hit my face every single time. Yeah, it's, you know, and that's why also like getting different coaching from different people is good. And some coaches are afraid to send their athletes to a camp or something like that. Cause like, what's that other coach going to tell them? Are they going to teach them these bad habits and all this stuff? It's like, nah, man, you, I, you, you should want your athletes to be exposed to different coaching, different people, things like that, because that's how, you know, they're going to, if it's someone who's good, right? Like, they're going to be teaching the same principles. They're probably just going to be wording it different ways. And maybe something they say clicks and maybe it's the same thing you've been trying to tell them, Mm -hmm. but you're just not using the words that make sense to this person, right? Everyone has different lived experiences and everyone, you know, thinks about things a little bit differently. And, and, you know, some people are just dumb. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Some people can't take, just doesn't, (laughs) doesn't, doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so you're always you're always very confident, very positive. Um, is there something that you're worried about screwing up potentially? Um, the shot, cutting the the bladder, uh, the the pee bag when you're trying to bone out the animal, doing a bad job doing that. What? Uh, I mean, I haven't even I haven't even got to the thought about like boning out the animal. Um, but are you worried about it now? Cause I talked yeah. about this new thing you didn't know about existing. If you puncture the, uh, the piss the sack yeah, yeah. and there's, there's piss all over your deer. Um, nah, I'm not worried about that. If it happens, I'm just going to pee my own pants. So, so that way the deer doesn't feel so bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, there you go. We're yeah. in this together. We're in this together. Um, I, you know, I, what would I be nervous about? I guess is, you know, I don't want to miss. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a possibility, but that's what I'd be most nervous about is, Having, like, seeing the buck, the one we want, uh, getting set up, and then just duffing the shot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, making a little cloud right by its feet or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you and know? I, when that's, I, that's, what I, that's what I'm concerned with. Everything after, everything before that, um, 
you know, it's hiking and walking and sleeping mm-hmm. in a tent, right? Yeah. Um, and everything after that is is just I don't even I don't even know what's after that. So why can I be worried about it? Yeah. Um, I figure we're gonna go up there and you're gonna help me with it and I'm gonna it's gonna be messy and I'm gonna get in there and do, but that's fine. Yeah. Like that's how you learn. Um, so, uh, it's almost like the thing like yeah, try not to worry about the uh, try not to worry about the things that are are not even. We're going to see a buck. I'm going to shoot it. And then, yeah. you know, whatever happens after that, we'll see. Right. Yeah. Like, like if those things don't happen, it doesn't even matter. Right. Yeah. Right. Like worrying about, you know, worrying about the things that don't may not even be, may not even be a thing. May yeah. not even be an issue. Right. First buck that I ever you know shot. What? I don't want to step over. What is it? You don't want to step over dollars picking up dimes. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be sitting here yeah. like reading all these books about processing and deer, field dressing a deer. <laughs> and then Aging it's like. a deer, hanging it. Can't yeah. even shoot it yet. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I haven't looked up very many venison recipes. Right. Like, that's yeah. the thing because it's like, well, let's just shoot this deer first and yeah. then we can worry about that. Yeah. There's um, the first deer I ever shot. I missed the first three times because it was a rifle I'd never shot before. Um, buddy let me borrow it and it was, I don't even know how long I, so I just sent three and then, um, so missed three times the deer stayed there. There was a, there was a couple other ones that were there. Um, so yeah, it was, it was in a spot where they were just kind of around. Um, so they, they sensed something was kind of going on, but if the sound is somewhere else, they don't necessarily think that the sound was like coming at them, but there's a projectile and sometimes they'll, they'll just get out of town. But if they can't figure out what's going on, sometimes they'll just be curious and hang out a little bit. So, yeah, that's happened a couple of times where you shoot the first time you miss or you shoot a deer, you kill one buck, and the other buck's just like, what are you doing? What's going on here? I heard something loud, and now you're down. Why are we not leaving? You know, why not? doesn't understand or compute that, hey, this thing, that loud noise was a projectile it's that killed my buddy. It's, yeah, so it's um, – so I well, it's I, three projectile, three syllable words. I hear that. I mean, deer <laughs> is only one syllable already, yeah. right? So, it's, yeah. so, so I missed those three times. But then, so I felt horrible. But a worse feeling was when I shot it and hit it in the leg. Because then it was like, oh man. And after that, I ended up finishing it off. But um, it kind of hobbled up over the ridge, and so my fear was like, oh man, it is way better to miss clean than it mm. is to maim the animal because. You want to like that, At that quick, point, clean you don't, kill. You don't know for sure you're going to get it either. Yeah, because it's like, you know, what if it runs away? What if I can't find it? What if it falls off? I can't recover. And all these sort of things come in there. So then that's, again, plays into the confidence. Not It doesn't erode the confidence that, oh, man, I'm so scared of making a bad shot well, that I'm not pos- – I can't make a good shot. It's that confidence of – Why do you think you missed those three this. times? Oh, a whole bunch of things. I hadn't – I had ever, never shot that weapon. I hadn't uh, – I didn't know what how far it was. It was just – I didn't have a rest. It was just, it was chaos. It was a while ago too, but, uh, yeah, I was just hunting, uh, with a buddy. Were you standing? What's that? Were you standing? Uh, I was laying down, but, um, didn't have a good rest. The, um, um, the front of the barrel, we didn't have a, didn't have a pack down to get that secured. It was just kind of a frantic, oh, there's bucks, let's shoot them. And I think that was, it was, it was a, it was chaos. Mm -hmm. And so from that point, I've really learned that, just to kind of calm down. And there's a difference too. And I've learned this hunting with Abby that the um, intensity of my voice doesn't necessarily mean like, it's not necessarily emotional. It's just like intense. And so when I get kind of intense about what needs to happen in this moment, it's not emotionally upset, sad, you know, frantic, you know, freaking out. It's intensity of the moment. moment. So, um, 
so conveying that to her that hey, this is what we need to do, but you don't have to rush. Like there's, it's an intense moment right now. This is what needs to happen. It's exciting. We don't have to rush. Yeah. You're excited. Um, and you're not, uh, you're not so driven by that, that you can't focus. So, right. um, and so that's why I've really, from that point on, it was like, Hey, we need to make sure that the things are, are set first rather than just send. Well, so, I, I practiced, I, uh, I got a BB gun for the girls. Mm-hmm. Although I say I got a BB gun for the girls, but when I went to buy it, they said, do you want this one with the shorter? I said, why is that one? What's the difference between this one and the pink one? And the other said, oh, that has a shorter stock. So it fits the bodies of like children better. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I said, no, these girls need to know how to shoot a regular size gun. I'll get the regular one. Yeah. And then I was driving home and I thought, well, I absolutely bought this for myself. Yep. There's true. <laughs> and my 10 year old, she can actually use it. Okay. But the six year old's like way too big for her. Yeah. Um, but anyway, got a, got a BB gun, went in the back. I was thinking about when I was a kid, we were always shooting BB guns in the backyard. Like our fence was just like riddled with either like pock marks from the BBs. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so I was thinking about like, man, these kids, I didn't like. This is the first step to teach them like gun yeah. safety and stuff like that. You get a BB gun, and you teach and all the gun safety rules they you follow mm-hmm. with this. Like, hey, this is important before we like here are the things we need to do and like where it's pointed and just say like you know the whole mm-hmm. thing. Um, and then set up some cans and I just I was just slaying them and I was knocking them down. And so I said, like, yeah, I still got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, those... and it seems like such a silly thing because like shooting aluminum cans from thirty feet away with a you know BB gun is completely different mm-hmm. than uh, shooting a deer that's uh, hundred and eighty or hundred yards away yeah. or whatever um, with a rifle. But you know what? Steadying the gun mm-hmm. and using the sights and you know exhaling and slowly squeezing the trigger, like all those things still apply, yeah. right? And so yeah. I, it's a little tongue in cheek saying I practice, but I did absolutely just like knock down cans. Yeah, that's um when you go to any sort of sport practice, like no one really, no one does the Mike and drill or a Superman drill in a basketball game. You know, but you do that for the fundamentals. So you get so many repetitions doing this very simple act of, of a reverse layup or a strong layup or all, all these sort of things, these drills that are done to work on some sort of fundamental. And, um, my buddy Tyler Freely works for, um, outdoor life and does a lot of shooting columns and whatnot mm-hmm. talks about absolutely shoot a BB gun because it's super cheap or shoot a 22 a ton as well, because you're yeah. going to get, um, a pow. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be, you know, but all those fundamentals are, are going to apply and, just getting settled and breathing and all those things, doing that correctly is, is a massive um, advantage. And that's something that I, I just want to get. I'm, I'm not a marksman whatsoever. Um, I keep my shots as close as possible just because, you know, but just whenever, just focusing on those things, um, really important um, to help with uh, success because, yeah. you know, it's, it's a life. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's a fun activity. It's a it, it's an adventure. It's all those things, but ultimately, you know, you want to you want to get that taken care of with a good shot rather than you know spraying all over the place. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun to get up there, and I'm pretty excited that Abby's gonna go solo. Yeah, and I'll I'll tell you something else. I want to talk about that also, but like this morning, I think today actually was great for my confidence and Alaska, Alaska, Dan, that's my new nickname, mm. uh, because, uh, you know, so we caught all those, uh, all those, those, <laughs> those chum salmon, the, 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 the humpies, the humpies, yeah. all the humpies catch and release, but just like getting out there and having success with something mm-hmm. like it wasn't the one weren't the ones we wanted and we didn't you know type thing it wasn't like coddly salmon that we're gonna freeze and send home but 
it's just like, hey, look, we went out to go fishing and I caught a bunch of fish. Mm-hmm. And like that felt good to go out and catch a bunch of fish. You know, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, like I can do this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've done this before. Oh, yeah, this is, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it just kind of like, um, just a little reinforcement of like, hey, here's this thing that not only people do it, but look, so you you, you can do it too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And just like have a little success with, even though it's a different activity, it's still a outdoor, I interacting with wildlife um, and dominating wildlife. You know? like, so that's what <laughs> dominating <I'm>... <laughs> Alaska. I am the supreme <laughs> alpha. Yeah. yeah. No, there's something really good about stirring up those or, or like tending to those embers of the adventure DNA that's in all of us. Like it was a requirement. You had to be able to fish. Now we have modern technology and all these great things that make it easier. But back in the day, in order to survive, you had to be able to fish. You had to be able to farm. You had to be able to hunt. You had to be able to yeah. know what was a poisonous plant and what wasn't. So mm-hmm. you had to have these these skills. And I think that's why it's it's so enrapturing for so many people to be able to do these outdoor type things because it just hits on a on a way that that nothing else does. You feel a confidence that, and you know, same thing in like weightlifting, like you're challenging yourself physically and mentally in a way that was just kind of part of the life. Like you didn't have to do like snatches, but it was just, it's, it's hunting, lifting, all yeah. that stuff, the mental and physical. Yeah. And you know, and then talk about like Abby going on her solo hunt tomorrow. I think that's so rad, you know, and she's, you can tell she's nervous, man. Yeah. You know, she's yeah. got her pack together. Cause ah, it's pretty heavy. Yeah. <laughs> she's got everything in there, you know, like you yeah. and I are kind of splitting some stuff or uh-huh. taking some stuff that we don't need, but she is strong. She's tough. She's um, I know. she's independent. Well, that's, that's why I said cool. her when she's like, she's like, oh, that feels heavy. And I was like, you're strong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying yeah. to, looks like I tell her she's a little nervous. Trying to, all right, let's try and like yeah. juice her up a little. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She's super excited for it. And oh, that's, yeah. that's what, um, that's the, one of the cool things that she's, she likes these sort of challenges, but she's human and she gets nervous. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm nervous too. Like, yeah, I, I'm nervous for my own. I want to make sure that I do everything correctly and I want things to go well for you. Obviously I want things to go well, uh, for Abby, but, um, yeah, it's, I think it's kind of weird when people don't admit to some of that stuff, Yeah, you know, when they're just like, like you are very confident, you are very positive, but oh, I'm also nervous. Yeah. yeah which you know, is, like yeah, I want to yeah. like, you know, one, you know, like I said, I talk about like the, the hike in even, right? Like yeah. doing, if we're doing some off trail bushwhacking at some point, whatever. And, you know, it's a little out of my, with, with all of my outdoor, you know, experience and stuff and backcountry experience, like most of it's not that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and also I don't really know what I'm getting into as far as, yeah. you know, how steep and whatever. And if it's, you know, raining the whole hike in, which it may be, that's, mm-hmm. that's fine. Um, I've done I've been on, you know, whatever, but it's as another element to it, obviously. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it's like part of it's the, you can only be so nervous about stuff when you don't exactly know what to expect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then also it's nervous because, <laughs> because you know, there's things that you don't really know what to expect. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm excited. I think that this is funny, but I'm not just, uh, I'm not just blowing smoke. Uh, reading, reading beyond the hunt this last week. <laughs> I'm serious because, you know, I, like I said, I, I did the, I bought on the pre-order and then it came in and it just kind of like went in the pile. Right. Cause I hadn't last six months. I just haven't been reading as much as I, um, as I used to whatever. And so it just taken me longer to get through books anyway. And then, yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. I was like, Oh man, I gotta like, I'm going to start. Like I finished the one I was on. I'm like, okay, cool. Now I can, you know, start getting through this. 
And uh, when I say start getting through this, it sounds like, uh, oh man, getting through. Like I can start <laughs> yeah. reading the book, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Anyway, and then so just the and then like about a week ago, I was about halfway through, and I'm like, that's it. I'm gonna take time. I'm gonna you know whatever a few times. Like like put the kids to bed, and I would grab it and go out in the backyard and just kind of like pace on the grass barefoot mm-hmm. get a little ground barefoot grounding and get outside <laughs> still like nice outside sunny still anyway and just uh you know because it's because it's light so much later anyway and just read you know read a couple chapters of it um anyway but so from doing that you know a lot of stories about like yeah the goal is obviously to go and shoot something but you just kind of reinforce the whole thing like it's not a guarantee yeah and that's not it's not going to make my time here in alaska is not going to be um, you know, it's not going to be make or break whether or not I shoot a deer. Mm-hmm. Like that's not going to be, I'm not going to consider this entire thing a failure. Um, if, if I don't, mm-hmm. you know, it's still going to be great. I'm still going to be so glad I came up here and there's going to be so many other things about it and the whole experience and, and all that. Right now, of course I plan on shooting one and that whole <laughs> thing. Right. And that's, and that's a whole, that's a whole thing too. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, honestly, like reading that book really kind of like drives, <laughs> drives that point home a little bit. Like that's, you know, there can be something that you're hoping for and even expecting, but also again, said it earlier, right? It looks like it's called, it's called hunting. It's mm-hmm. not, we're not necessarily going killing. Yeah. We may, that's the goal, but yeah. that's not the, that's not the end all be all of it. Yeah. That was one of the reasons why I wanted to write the book was a lot of times by the time someone gets notoriety, they're so big, they talk about a little bit about how they got there, but more kind of what they're doing now. Yeah. And if you're not really in that moment anymore, it can be tough to really express that moment because right. you're like remembering a copy of a copy of a memory, especially at this point. We earlier today we were talking about, you know, what we were like in high school or memories right. 20 years ago. It's yeah. like, well, I'm this is a copy of a copy, and oh, yeah. you, you do that for a long time. So what was it actually really like? And so, um, writing about it kind of as it's happening. This is what I'm thinking about right now sometimes I, I look back and i think man it was kind of embarrassing to write or that was that was oh man, that was pretty cringeworthy or super super cheesy but you know that's kind of how it is and that's where it goes so i wanted to have that that real look at you know things that you're pondering as you're as you're getting deeper into hunting and having new experiences well, that's always been what i've liked most about your writing even when it was mostly when it was fishing stuff when you still lived in california is uh you know you wrote about fishing but you didn't really write about fishing you know, it's like all, like all those beyond the hunt. It's, I mean, it's in the title, right? But all the stories about going hunting, uh, very rarely is it actually about hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about the experience. It's about, you know, things that go on and, you know, either other people you talk to or see or, um, you know, and that doesn't always mean there's some like overarching uh, life lesson or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes there is, sometimes they're not, but it's, you know, there's just, there's more to it, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's not about the... Uh, all the technical details about, you know, what lures you used or, you know, where on the yeah. river you were or that, like that stuff's not, that's not what it's about. Right. Yeah. It's about the, the trip, the experience and all that. Yeah. Uh, Those are the people that I like to read. It, mm-hmm. That was, it was way more relatable. Uh, sometimes it's fun to just read a story about this is what happened. Sure. You know, but also you don't want to read stuff where people are trying to and I find that sometimes in the columns, like it, it just sounds cheesy because it sounds like I'm trying to make it into something that it's not make it a huge Epic story when really it wasn't. So just kind of tell the story, but also make it relatable. And a lot of the stuff is relatable. You know, yeah. it comes down to when, when Abby made the comment about we could hike the nine miles, I was like, Oh, we could. So is this other option really a better option or am I just, 
convincing myself it's a better option because it's going to be easier. It's not really going to be easier because it's going to be slick and the weather's not going to necessarily cooperate and kind of limited on time. But, you know, we, we did some work and we found some deer in this area. So just to go up a mountain nine miles, that's further away where we haven't seen deer, like, so I'd second guess myself for a little bit there, well, but I think we're going to be, this is going to be a good, well, it goes plan. the other, it goes the other way too. Right. Like she said, like, well, why don't you just hike in the, the nine miles? Well, sure. But is that really the better option or is that just a, an option? Right. And so like when, you know, say that, you like said, you kind of second guess yourself, like, oh, am I just being soft because can't ride the bikes these six miles? We'd have to, it's like, or like practicality wise, like it doesn't, it also doesn't mean be like, yeah, you're right. That's what we got to do. Even mm. if really it is the worst idea now. Yeah. Right. Like you go with the better opportunity, the better idea with the current, you know, it's almost like it's easy to be stubborn and stick to the plan, even if it's not the best idea any longer, mm -hmm. because this was the plan and we're sticking to the plan. And I do not want to take on any inputs of new information. I'm, you know, like dogged, mm -hmm. I'm going to do this thing, even if it's no longer the best idea. Yeah. And like, that's, that's an easy thing to fall into also, especially when you're driven and like doing things and aren't afraid to do hard things. It's easy mm -hmm. to, to, but you also don't need to do something hard. Just, you don't have to make things harder on yourself than they need to be. Yeah. Right. And I think that people, I think we do that a lot, especially, yeah. you know, in writing and stuff. I'm sure a lot of times you maybe put, um, like you put up boundaries or something. Okay. Well, I'm going to write about this and then you start and it's like not happening, but it's like, well, no, I, you know, I was planning on writing an article about this experience. And so mm -hmm. I'm going to do that. Even if it's, even if it's an uphill battle. Yeah. And it's, it's like, well, you know, doesn't, it doesn't always have to be, um, harder isn't always better. It's yeah. not, you know, sometimes the path, the path of least resistance is not evil, yeah. you know, or, or sometimes the path of the most resistant isn't, <laughs> isn't always the best. Now yeah. I'm sure you end up with a good story out of it, but again, mm. what's the goal? What's the goal yeah. of success? You know, the goal is to go have fun, but really, I mean, we're, we're go, going out there and shooting a deer. Mm -hmm. And so where do we have the best chance of doing that? Yeah. In the, in the allotted time we have. Yeah. Well, what here, goal number one is uh shoot a deer. Goal number two is make my flight on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Have you you've seen Tin Cup, right? Yes. Yeah. Is that uh scene when um, he breaks all of his clubs and then uh, he ends up with seven iron. And uh, talking to the other guy and says, uh, you ever shoot a, a 62 with a seven iron? The guy says, it never occurred to me to try. Yeah, you know, it's just that <laughs> idea of like, why, why would you even do that? Like, right. I guess maybe right. I could, but I didn't even think that would be a thing because it's just ridiculous. Why would I do that with just a seven iron? I have everything else, but yeah. yeah. So um, what do you got for uh, closer? What's uh, going on in Caffeine and Kilos world? Well, Caffeine and Kilos, man, I'll tell you what, uh, that coffee of the month Every month, it just like, I don't know, it just keeps getting better. I feel like different, the different blends every month is a lot of fun, mm -hmm. you know, just because it's fun to, you know, we go in and we get the, we meet up with our roaster and he has six or eight different blends and roast levels and we try them all and then pick the next three to six that we like the best and what months they should go. And, you know, a lot of times lighter roasts in the summer and darker roasts in the winter and that though that's some broad generalizations but that's generally pretty close and and anyway yeah and then the two weeks before uh the month we tried again just us 
and name them and everything. And so anyway, man, I just, it's a lot of fun. That's our number one, our number one skew now is that coffee of the month. Mm. We have more people on that than, uh, buying that than anything else. Anyway. So that's, that's, what's exciting. I think Captain Keel is that coffee of the month, man. Right. Where can, uh, where can it. they get that? If people want to subscribe, what do they want to do? Yeah. Just go to caffeine and kilos.com all spelled out. And when, when you're on there, you'll see, you'll find it. Go to the, <laughs> it, go to the coffee, yeah, coffee, go to the coffee <laughs> section, coffee of the month right there. Nice. So, yeah, I get the, uh, used to get the PR. Mm-hmm. Now I get the night train. Ah, um, the night, you, tra- night train you, cometh. Yeah. What'd you bring up? Uh, the, I brought up actually, it's called a uh, PR PR pie. It's a, uh, it's a coffee of the month from a month or two ago. So that's the thing too, is we actually, if you want to try some, um, you know, we kind of, we know how many subscribers we have and that type of stuff. We always over order a little bit to make some room for new people. Um, and so at the end of the month, there's, you know, usually, you know, a box or two of coffee, um, still sitting around. And so we mark it down or so we put it as overflow coffee, um, because it's not as fresh as normally everything we sell is, you know, we've got it in the house within the last two weeks or so. So, um, anyway, so if you go to the overflow coffee, section it's like an outlet store that you can see previous months coffee of the month mm. and we sell them for like ten dollars a bag because we just want to get them out before yeah. they get too old and everything yeah. um, although it doesn't go bad right like expiration date on coffee is like a year after the roast and it mm. never goes bad you just got to put some date on it yeah. but the fresher it is the better for yeah. sure right um, so yeah this one is it's fun too because it, it tastes like uh if you pay attention it kind of has a little bit of like an it tastes like kind of like an apple pie mm. type thing and so it reminded us of, uh, like as a kid, do you ever have the home run pies? Mm-mm. They're like, uh, yeah, whatever. It's like pastry. It was like a pastry mm. dessert thing. For we, kids. we had limited pastries at nah, the, the, the Cloak. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, anyways, that's, so it's called PR pie and the, the logo on it is kind of a take off that off the home run pies, cool. but it's almost like apple turnover type thing. Right. So, so that's what I brought up. So that's, I think it was maybe two months ago. It was the coffee of the month. So I brought up, uh, Brought up a bag of that. That was good. It's a little bit of lighter roast. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Yeah. Also, I mean, you making coffee with pour overs definitely brings out, especially like lighter roasts, mm-hmm. it really kind of brings it out. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to the hunt. Um, this is going to come out on Tuesday. Oh, sweet. On the day that we will be up on the mountain. So awesome. this is, people are going to be listening to this preview on the day of. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, hopefully a deer. Oh, but, man. Uh, yeah, there it is. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can check out um, this podcast, which you are. Uh, <laughs> but you can also also check out uh, other content on stepalaska.com. Uh, order my book, uh, Beyond the Hunt, also A Miserable, Par- Par- a Miserable Paradise, Life in Southeast Alaska. Also, check out the podcast, Gas Station Cappuccino. That's Caffeine and Kilo's podcast, Gas yeah. Station Cappuccino. It's a lot of fun. Good. Thanks, man. Yep. Thanks, Jeff.